What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, guys, today is the last of the book of Judges. We've done it. Hopefully you've tracked with us this whole way, going through Joshua even, all the way back to Joshua, where we started as a church together, as a sermon series, going through Joshua on Thursdays and Sundays. And we said, starting this out, that the reason the podcast we're continuing on and looking at Judges is because it's really the epilogue to Joshua, what was going to happen to Israel's history. And so today, we closed that out. We saw this cycle in Judges. And really, what we said from the beginning Not to be a Debbie Downer, but Israel's history takes this downward spiral, and that's all of what Judges is about. We had this cycle, the judges were raised up to try to deliver Israel, and it just doesn't work out, and they kind of repeat that cycle. What we said for the past few days, um, that you know these last couple chapters in the book of Judges, that that cycle's over. There's no more leaders, there's no more judges being raised up to deliver, and so Israel's just, just, just tanking, man, on this downward spiral. And so... Chapter 17 through 21 of Judges, nobody really does sermon series on. It's, it's really difficult stuff. You know, a couple a couple days ago, Keely was with us talking about that just real dark story uh, where one of the, the Levites' concubines was raped and murdered, and it's just really heavy stuff. And so we're living in the fallout of those dark, dark moments, and it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane what's happening. And so where we pick up... Uh, I think Nick was with us yesterday talking about this war between uh, the the whole nation of Israel and this one tribe within that nation of, of Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, which it was from the tribe of Benjamin that some of these evil guys had committed this crime against the Levites' concubine and, and just that whole dark story. So the nation is outraged, or at least, at least that's positive. They're upset about this sin, and so they go to war with Benjamin. And now we're coming into the aftermath of that war where Israel has prevailed and Benjamin is basically almost utterly destroyed. Now we pick up with the survivors of that war and see what's going to happen to the tribe of Benjamin and what's going to happen to the nation of Israel. Now this is a lot of chunk today. This is 25 verses, but we're going to get through it. God has something for us. So Judges chapter 21, verses 1 through 25, and I'm reading out of the ESV. Now the men of Israel had sworn at Mizpah, quote, No one of us shall give his daughter in marriage to Benjamin. And the people came to Bethel and sat there till evening before God, and they lifted up their voices and wept bitterly. And they said, O Lord, the God of Israel, why has this happened in Israel, that today there should be one tribe lacking in Israel? And the next day the people rose early and built there an altar and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So I'm going to pause, sorry. Try to read all this in one one go, but I can't. So what happened here is now Israel they basically went to war with Benjamin, and then they they killed most of the warriors. And instead of you know pausing, they go ahead and wipe out the whole town, right? And there's only 600 men left of the tribe of Benjamin, and they basically killed all the women, children, and their livestock. And they're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? God did this, you know. And so they're blaming God for them taking their vengeance way too far. And so they're like, what are we gonna do? We just killed off this whole tribe of our people. Oh, what a shame. Then verse five, and the people of Israel said, which of all the tribes of Israel did not come up to the assembly of the Lord? So they had sworn this oath that like, 
we're not going to give our daughters to the tribe of Benjamin. No one's going to marry them. So they've effectively killed off this whole tribe because now no one, they've sworn an oath, you know, under a curse that none of the other tribes can marry off. So they ask, well, who didn't swear that oath? In verse five, um, they ask, and if so, so they had taken an oath concerning him who did not come up to the Lord at Mizpah, saying, he shall surely be put to death. So who didn't, who didn't swear the oath? Let's find someone. Verse 6, And the people of Israel had compassion for Benjamin, their brother, and said, One tribe is cut off from Israel this day. What shall we do for wives for those who are left, since we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them any of our daughters for wives? And they said, what one is there of the tribes of Israel that did not come up to the Lord to Mizpah? And behold, no one had come up from the camp of Jabesh Gilead to the assembly. For when the people were mustered, behold, not one of the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead was there. So the congregation sent 12,000 of their bravest men there and commanded them, Go and strike the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the edge of the sword. Also the women and the little ones. This is what you shall do. Every male and every woman that has lain with a male, you shall devote to destruction. And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had not known a man by lying with him. And they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Okay, so this is their solution. They're going to kill some more people. Verse 13, Then the whole congregation sent word to the people of Benjamin who were at the rock of Rimmon and proclaimed peace to them. And Benjamin returned at that time, and they gave them the women whom they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh Gilead, but there were not enough of them. Oh no, this solution didn't work. Verse 15, And the people had compassion on Benjamin because the Lord had made a breach of the tribes of Israel. Verse 16, Then the elders of the congregation said, what shall we do for wives for those who are left, since the women are destroyed out of Benjamin? And they said, There must be an inheritance for the survivors of Benjamin, that the tribe may not be blotted out from Israel. Yet we cannot give them wives from our daughters, for the people of Israel had sworn, Cursed be who gives a wife to Benjamin. So they said, Behold, there is a yearly feast of the Lord at Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, on the east of the highway that goes up from Bethel to Shechem and the south of Lebanon. And they commanded the people of Benjamin, saying, Go and lie in ambush in the vineyards and watch. If the daughters of Shiloh come out to dance in the dances, then come out of the vineyards and snatch each man his wife from the daughters of Shiloh and go out to the land of Benjamin. And when their fathers or brothers come to complain to us, we will say to them, Grant them graciously to us, because we did not take for each man of them his wife in battle. Neither did you give them to them, else you would now be guilty." verse 23. And the people of Benjamin did so and took their wives according to their number from the dancers whom they carried off. Then they went and returned to their inheritance and rebuilt the towns and lived in them. And the people of Israel departed from there at that time, every man to his tribe and family. And they went out from there, every man to his inheritance. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And so that is it. That is the end of Judges, leaving off on a dissonant note. <laughs> and I told you when we started this whole thing out, I'm really not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but this is Israel's history. And so there's something here for us. This is God wrote this for us for a reason. This is recorded for a reason. It's recording it, not endorsing it. So I wrote a couple points here, and we'll try to close this out. Number one, this is pretty common sense right here, but sin is insane, right? It's just complete insanity. It's illogical. 
in the sense that we want to do what's best for us. Well, sin is not that. It's just not logical. And so sin just devolves into this madness. You think in this war between Israel and their own tribe, Benjamin, you know, soon the 600 men that are left, you know, they kill most of the people. So they, they win a victory to teach them a lesson, right, for this, this one crime that has been committed and they refuse to give over those men. But the, they, they continue to slaughter. And so they just go insane. It's about vengeance and vengeance. And it just not, it's not one eye for an eye. It's like one eye for all your, all your eyes, right? It's insane. And so turning back to Israel, you know, they put that whole town to the sword. So they killed women and children and all the animals, right? There's only 600 men left. And so basically they've exterminated an entire tribe, which is just insane. Like that doesn't make sense how, how this is devolving it into this madness. Like it's not proportional at all. It's not even what's best. And then they immediately realize it and they're like, oh no, look what God did. Like, and then they blame God. So sin is insane. It just doesn't make sense. And then, you know, real obvious point there, right? Then to follow up with that, secondly, I wrote, Human solutions cannot solve spiritual problems. And I actually got that from Tim Keller, just so you're aware. Human solutions cannot solve spiritual problems. This is just more insanity. This is devolving into craziness. Like, so they, they're trying to cover their tracks. Like, oh, no, we didn't mean to kill out the whole tribe. What are we going to do? Well, here's a solution. Let's, uh, who, who, was, who didn't swear the oath? Okay, let's go kill their husbands and kill their future husbands and kill all those people. And then you can take those women. Oh, oh, dang, that's not enough. There's 600 to you. Uh, that was only, you know, 400 women. So we need to, where do we come up with 200 more women? Hmm. Well, okay, here's another solution in verse 19. So they, they're like, well, what if you go up? There's like this, this party, right? Now, there's some girls from Shiloh, but Shiloh had sworn the oath not to give their daughters to you. But uh, here's what you do. You go up while the girls are dancing, and you just snatch them away. You take them away. Then the, 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 the elders of that tribe can cannot be guilty for breaking their oath because they didn't give them to you. I mean, you, you came up and stole them, and we'll just, you know, you know that'll, that'll work it out. You just take 200. That'll add up, and then that's the solution. That'll, that'll, that'll work, right? And you just think of the insanity of that, like... They, they dig themselves into a hole and then they just keep digging. Like their solutions are only making it worse. You know, this, the whole point of the war, this assembly of Israel who had united and was going to war with Benjamin was to enact justice for a single woman, a concubine who was raped and murdered. Right. And so, so their solution ends up being planning and promoting not only the murder, you know, of whole towns, but the abduction and rape of the girls in two towns, right? It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's insane. And so each step that Israel takes is they're trying to solve the problem by their, by their previous actions, right? But each time they, they have a solution, it causes even bigger problems. It's like they don't even see it. It just doesn't make sense. So human solutions cannot solve spiritual problems. And I was thinking about, this insanity in Israel is really not all that different from the culture in which we live, right? Look at what's just going on in the world, right? We have all these solutions that humanity tries to do to try to like cover up what's, what's really going on is this deep heart problem. And actually, if you'll forgive me here, it reminded me of the song I used to listen to all the time, and I'm going to read the lyrics for you. It's kind of cheesy, but it's fine. Like, you're with me, right? Okay, so here's the song I used to listen to all the time. This, this story made me think of. 
We can't medicate man to perfection again. We can't legislate peace in our hearts. We can't educate sin from our souls. It's been there from the start. But the blind lead the blind into bottomless pits. Still we smile and deny that we're cursed. But of all of our iniquities, ignorance may be the worst. And then the, the singer goes on to talk about how the world is mad. You know, and it's just, we see this in our culture. The same thing's going on. You know, we think, Oh, let's do this new education program. Oh, let's let's take these medications. You see all those ads on side effects may include insanity, right? You know, death. Uh, you know, all this legislation. Well, oh, let's get these new books and these these programs approved for the school system. Like it just doesn't work. And you know, human solutions cannot solve spiritual problems. But that leads us to the end of the book of Judges, and it verse twenty five gives us what we're looking for. What we're really looking for is the king. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And so to close out, we are all looking forward to the return of the king, right? Israel was looking forward to, to they, they eventually get Saul and David, which is a whole other mess. But that history is reminding all of us that we're looking out for the returning king. And he came at Christmas time in the manger, and then he's coming back again after his crucifixion and resurrection and his ascension. He's coming back, and not only to right the wrongs of society, but to right the wrongs and, and purge that evil in our hearts, in our hearts. And so that is who we're looking for. That is who judges, proclaims at the end. In a dissonant chord, yes, but judges screams Jesus and the fact that we need him. I hope this has been practical for you and that you continue to read scripture with us. Y'all stay tuned Monday. We're starting up a new series just for next week only. We got Easter coming up. It's the Holy Week series. So y'all come back then and check it out on the New Vision Podcast. Y'all have a great weekend and we'll see you then. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.